0: Welcome to the Movie Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Jensen, and with me today is... Sully. Uh, meanwhile, back in the jungle. Sully, thank you for coming in today. Um... I'm excited because this has been an idea for a long time and I've been listening to podcasts like this for a long time and here we are sitting down and getting it started. Podcasts are fun. It's fun to record them, it's fun to listen to them. You've done the thing
1: that most people won't do. You actually pulled the trigger and hit record.
0: Yeah, it's it's it is kind of hard. It's easy to convince yourself why you can't do it. Why I can't I don't have room for that stuff in my office. I don't I don't have microphones. I can't spend that kind of money and at the end of the day, you know, just do the thing you want to do and see what happens because you'll never be mad at yourself for trying. People do a lot of talking, but very few people actually execute. Yeah. Hey, you're miles ahead already. Yep. I'm excited. So this podcast, as you could potentially tell from the title, if you're a sharp person, um, it's going to focus on movies because I love movies. Movies inform literally everything I do. They inspire me like crazy, and. Yeah, they make me who I am. So, we're going to cover a number of topics and I yeah, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Um see what stupid things we say. That's the beauty of podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, before we get started, tell us a little bit about um what movies mean to you. Let's let's start. Let's get really broad to start with. Let's yeah. You know, not every episode's going to be like this, but this is the first one. So let's tackle this first of all. Why are you on my podcast right now about movies?
1: Well, I'm with you. We hit it off at work almost instantly because we both could appreciate the passion for pop culture and movies and television shows and music. I, uh, From a very young age, my dad was a was a cinephile, whether he'd call it that or not. Oh, yeah. Our, our Friday, Saturday nights was going to the local video store back when there was VHS and renting a, a stack of films yep. and coming home and watching through them or going to the video store and waiting for hours for that one new release oh, that they yeah. had four copies of. To be available, you know, something that most <laughs> people don't know
0: anything it's about. It's such now. a foreign concept now. It is. I gotta. I, sorry. Have you seen the the new season of of Game of Thrones? No, I gotta wait for my blockbuster <laughs> to get it back. In it's stock. always rented out yeah. when I go in. No, that was we. I mean, I'm old enough to have dealt with that quite a lot growing up, and being able to not watch the ones you want to watch because they were not physically available is a long Insanity. forgotten concept that I'm happy to say goodbye to.
1: I don't know. I I mostly agree. I ninety eight percent agree. But I think there's
0: something cool to that event
1: yeah. of going to a movie going or even to going to wait. Yeah, yeah,
0: for, for a sure. video store. If you're real lucky, you might get a like might get candy and a soda, maybe a bag of little, popcorn. Little popcorn. Yeah. 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 yeah make maybe it some, a, some make chocolate it a covered almonds on the Although, way out. I will actually. I'm going to rewind a little bit of what I said from the perspective of if you go there looking for you know, a phenomenal movie like um, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which I forget how many Academy Awards that one brought in, but if if you go in looking for a a great film and it's not there, you're there. You drove there. Yeah. You're leaving with a movie. You're not changing your mind. You're not calling an audible. You're going to pick a different movie and maybe open yourself up to something that you maybe never would have watched if everything you wanted was always available. So that's a silver lining, I guess, that I thought of after. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, my my dad, same thing, cinephile, uh-huh. big time. Um, I don't know if he was always this way, but he's more into some of the dramas and actual Academy Award winning films, um, some of the like real movie persons' movies or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm still pretty pretty much all about the crazy fun action comedy blockbuster. That's the kind of stuff that gets me excited. But um my love of movies came straight from him. And I would not change it for the world. Yeah, my dad was the over-the-top blockbuster—Arnold Schwarzenegger,
1: Sylvester Stallone—you know, any of those big blockbuster action summer films. And I still; those are my favorite. Oh yeah, I, I don't care what anyone—if they don't—if they like don't like what I like, whatever, I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, I won't go to the movies for different reasons. Yeah. I go to have fun and to see something crazy, and whether it's crazy because it makes me laugh or because it makes you know. It's insane sci-fi technology that I've never seen before or, you know, crazy action sequences that you can barely but but can justify happening in your head in real life. Like, it, you know, that's that kind of stuff. That's just like it's awesome. It's escapism for me. I'm not I'm not looking for super sad human stories that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But they have their place too. They certain do. times they in do. place. Yeah. Those ones catch me off guard. Those are ones that I find myself watching. um Maybe not always by my choice. And then afterwards, I'm like, yeah, that was that was actually really good. It might be breaking off on a tangent early, but I don't think I've talked about this on other podcasts. Yeah. Uh,
1: When we live in this world of negativity now on social media, where if somebody didn't like even five minutes of a film, it's garbage. It's trash. (laughs) But for me, I always had the policy of if there's at least one aha moment in a film one time where my jaw drops or my eyes open real big, it was worth me paying for the ticket for the theater. Yeah. 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 You know, and I still apply that today when I watch something on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I,
0: if it had one aha moment, I didn't waste my time. I agree. I agree. If I go, if I leave a movie theater feeling at all entertained, I kind of look at it more from their perspective. Like what does a movie like ready player one go out to achieve? It wants to get you right in the nostalgias. It wants to it wants all the way in the nostalgia. <laughs> it wants to make you just get excited about this world. It wants to make you uh, feel a sense of awe at at this insanely deep virtual world that that exists in that. And um, whether or not that it's the most technically perfect or you know the most incredibly meaningful plot and and, and story arcs, like if it accomplishes what I assume its goal is. It's hard for me to leave the theater and and feel like a movie failed. That's that's absolutely how I feel. Just worded a little bit differently. Yeah. 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 But um anyways, we're going to get we're going to get more specific now. Let's touch on a few movies that are out right now and whatever thoughts you have on them, I want to know if you've seen it, if you want to see it, if you got nothing for me, that's fine too. Um I imagine that'll be the case for some of these. One movie that's out right now that just hit theaters is Abominable. What do you know about it? Do you want to see it? You mean Little Bigfoot 2? Yep. No I you know I love
1: kids' films if Pixar makes them outside yeah. of that. I have a hard time uh, giving my money to the theater. I'll usually just wait till it hits you know it's like tough. apple TV yeah uh but i i I dig those I mean they're usually fun and and i you know I'll complain about people talking at a theater, but when I go to a film like that, I don't right. mind if the kids are having a good time and laughing if you, and yeah, cutting if you up.
0: Hear, I was in Peter Pan. And when you're in that theater, it was full of kids. It was the 2007-ish version Uh of Peter Pan. I think it was just called Pan. And in that theater, I'm hearing children like reacting to everything. And they're reacting to the movie. That's not going to bother me at all. And what's especially not going to bother me is when Tinkerbell goes down, spoiler alert, and they got a reviver. It's all about believing in fairies. So in the movie, they're all going, "I do believe in fairies. I do, I do," as were the twenty-five children in the theater <laughs> to try to bring Tinkerbell <laughs> back to life. That was awesome. Yeah, that's a fun moment. Yeah, it can go both ways. Though. I've had experiences with kids in theaters that are just making me want my money back or the comfort of my own home. And um, that's what happens when twenty-five tough. kids are in Pan's Labyrinth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to go well. No, different movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah not probably a lot of confused parents on that one. <laughs> I thought respect. this was
1: Peter Pan. What
0: about that? Sounds like it's not for kids. Pan <laughs> Labyrinth. Why Both does of he those have sounds.
1: Eyeballs in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: guy, this guy beat a guy's face in with a flashlight <laughs> until the bones were jelly.
1: Disney took a dark turn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Abominable. It, it, it's. I think it's going to probably fall under that category where most most of these do. Where it's. Definitely palatable, some good jokes in there, but you know it's not it's not really getting me getting at my wallet too hard. Um, yeah, but for those with kids, for those with that kids, fills the void. Very true. Yeah, I, I find most of these movies now they're for kids, but they keep enough jokes in there to keep the parents happy, and I'm sure this will do at least an okay job of that. Um, I'm gonna move on to a different movie. Rambo Last Blood how do you feel about that Rambo 5 I want to see it I don't really care like four wasn't
1: that great, but like I grew up on the Rambo films and those were a big part of my childhood. Sadly, I, I don't it's think my mom sad. would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember yeah. seeing those when I was little and being like, wow, like Sylvester oh, yeah. Stallone was bigger than life, even though he's actually smaller than me now. He's a Small
0: guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is he, what is he like? Five eight or five, seven or he's, something. He's a shorty. He's stout, he's short. though. Yeah. Like I would not fight him. That's oh. for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't like Rambo three Oof. Sylvester Stallone. I'm not fighting that Dang. guy. Ripped. Yeah. Zero body fat. Yeah. Yeah, I, amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I
1: wanna see opinion. it. I've read bad things about it. I don't care. I wanna see it on Same. my own. Yeah. I don't
0: reviews don't really deter me. Nah. I'm I'm a different person than you all have a different opinion than yep. you most likely. I've heard a, a description of it that I think was intended to make it sound like make it sound like not that cool of a Rambo movie, <laughs> but it made me wanna see it even more. Awesome. <laughs> they described it as home alone with Rambo. Oh, okay. All that right. That sounds amazing. Yeah, to me. <laughs> I want to see Rambo setting traps and dealing with bad guys that come to his neck of the woods. I mean, that yeah, I need no convincing to see Home Alone with Rambo. I hope
1: he's in Witness Relocation and his name is Kevin. That would be amazing. That would be incredible. <laughs> there's a oh. shave. There's a scene where he shaves and then grabs his face and screams at the at the mirror. <laughs> Shot for shot remake of Home Alone with Sylvester Stallone. Except I'd watch he's it. doing it with a foot-long knife. <laughs> <laughs> he's shaving with his giant
0: knife. At some point, he's got car to carterize a wound on his own body. Yeah, it's guaranteed to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one I definitely want to see. I definitely plan to see that one. Um, it's I've got that Regal Unlimited plan. Ooh, so smart. Unlimited movies, it, so, I mean, it's a little less of a decision. I still do popcorn and soda every single time I go to the cinema. So how they get you. Um, how they make me happy because I still feel like a six year old child when I go to the movies every single time. It's, it's, it's none of it's lost on me. The magic is a hundred percent the same as it was when I was a child and the popcorn and soda is part of the experience and I'm not skipping that. I feel the same way. Yeah, I love it. But, um, yeah, yeah so I'll definitely be checking that one out. Um, let me see here. I've got IMDB up. We're going to scroll down and find what else we got here. There's a lot of random, kind of more random-seeming films that I don't really know a lot about. Um, Another one that's
1: been raking in money over the last few weekends is It, Chapter 2. I'm not a big horror film guy, yeah. but I really enjoyed the first one, so I, I need to go see Chapter 2. Yeah, Ooh.
0: I I need to see Chapter 1. Because, you still haven't seen it? Well, Like you, not a big horror film guy. Yeah. I dismissed it as a scary, dumb, scary clown movie when it came out. It became this kind of big phenomenon or whatever. And instead of looking into why that is, I just dug my feet deeper into the ground and thought, like, nope, you are all wrong. It's a dumb horror movie. I'm not in. But then I come to find out it's you know a lot more Stranger Thingsy and just cinematically really well done and just cool scenes and stuff. And I yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. And uh, Chapter Two is a must too. The cast they got for Chapter Two oh. was phenomenal.
1: Man, no doubt.
0: Yeah. I, I am super excited about seeing uh like I love
1: James McAvoy and everything he's in. Uh but and I'm blanking on his name right now from SNL. Could he not? Yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. I love him. And Barry on uh HBO. Oh, he's great in Barry. so good. So I can't yeah. wait to see what he does with this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think um that's one I definitely plan on seeing and hopefully I can get to that soon. Um what about Ad Astra? Brad Pitt goes to space. This is. I, well, I would almost rather watch Brad Pitt Goes to Space. <laughs> what is, this, is it, an Ernie saved, Ernest <laughs> Saves Christmas movie? Yeah, exactly. I'd follow Brad Pitt
1: anywhere. I, I want to see this a lot. Every time I see the trailer, I think to myself, other than 12 Monkeys, has
0: Brad Pitt ever done a sci-fi movie?
1: And no, which is sad,
0: because I love Brad Pitt. Right. He's a phenomenal actor. He's, really, he's super charismatic. He can do the action. He's, I mean, he's built for sci-fi. I mean, he can handle it for sure. I read uh, one
1: quick title review, basically said that he he put in the performance of a lifetime. And I was like, Whoa, real wow. I'm surprised to hear that. That's saying a lot. Yeah. So I definitely want to see it. I am definitely a Brad Pitt fan. I mean, since we first saw him in Thelma and Louise, I've been on board, so
0: Yeah. Um yeah, Ad Astra is intriguing to me. I think that's one for me that it would be I'm a little nervous that it's gonna be a slow burn. And so I might not necessarily see that in theaters normally, but now that I have that unlimited thing, I'm probably go give it a shot. And
1: well, and it's sci-fi, and honestly, right. what's it's it, built for it's the, the big sound. screen? Yeah, yeah, you got to, yeah. you've
0: got to. Yeah, that's true. Um What's something you've seen recently in theaters? What's What's the last time you went to the cinema? That is, oh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I am a I am a diehard fan
1: of the Fast and Furious franchise. Again, I don't care what anybody else says, there and this was are, a great extension of it.
0: What one. Over a billion dollars worth of people that agree with you as far oh. as Furious Seven goes, just eight, just eight like,
1: made one point four billion yeah. at the worldwide yeah, box office. I don't office? think you're in them a minority on that. No, oil. yeah, but like I was actually having this conversation with uh, one of our coworkers. Yeah, and if you look at the uh, global box office versus the U.S. box office, like the early films they were neck and neck, but over the last like two or three films, the global box office far exceeds. The, the
0: U.S. box office for all those films. And it, that's pretty amazing. That's an interesting trend. I've heard um, that trend is having a huge effect on Hollywood and what films get made. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a whole other huge discussion um, because there's there's a lot of information and thoughts on that. Um, f- first and foremost, though, The Rock is untouchable. Our future president? I, you know, I hope so. I, I saw Hobbs and Shaw... Twice in theaters so what? far. Um, I saw it the first time uh, with my girlfriend, Betty, and we um, loved it. It was super fun. It's awesome. It's just, it was just great. Like, it doesn't blow your mind from a, you know, plot perspective or whatever. It's it's a fun, incredible, awesome action movie. And not everything in it can happen on Earth, given physics but that is not why you go watch a fast and furious franchise film. And if you just if you just go into the cinema just looking to have fun and watch cool action, that movie's going to deliver and it was yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. There was the one of the weirdest parts though is remember when they get in the big fight on the on the island. I well, I won't spoil anything here, yeah, yeah. but um there's a wardrobe change that he makes yep during the battle. <laughs> That's just super quick and just like if you were setting up this this scene this fight, that would be so far down your list of priorities yep. to get back into the right outfit to be on camera again. But um yeah, that was pretty funny. But those movies it's incredible that this is the ninth movie and it just started with you know, a guy going to get a tuna fish sandwich.
1: that's where you that's where you dial it up that's how it starts I love it is that literally how it starts Uh, basically Uh, yeah yeah I mean Brian had to had to eat while he was doing the undercover thing I get it exactly
0: he had to he had to sell his character it's Toretto Brian it's always been Toretto it's all about the family (laughs) no I I remember those movies are great who didn't like enjoy those if you watched it I imagine you enjoyed it if you didn't watch it it probably didn't look like your cup of tea anyways I think everyone enjoyed them but there were plenty of people that were
1: dogging them because they they weren't acceptable to everyone. Like, oh, no. I, I'm not going to tell everybody that I really love Fast and Furious, but I really love Fast and Furious. Yeah. I like Tokyo Drift, and I've heard you say the same thing. It is my favorite of the entire series. There you go. I'm a minority on that, and I have no problem with it. My dream is Lucas Black and Bow Wow to be a main part of some of the future Fast and Furious films. That would make me so happy. That would be awesome. Lucas Black is... Far underrated when it comes to that franchise. He had all the Tokyo Drift and then that one like three minute segment in seven or eight. I can't remember which one.
0: Wait, which one? Maybe I'm forgetting who Lucas Black
1: is. He's the lead guy in Tokyo Drift, the redneck kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Eli Manning. Yeah,
1: (laughs) But but with skills. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm not an Eli Manning fan. Sorry.
0: (laughs) He He has two Super Bowls. He gets the last laugh on that one. He's out now. Um, yeah, he is, and Daniel hey Jones played super good. Yep, <laughs> that was crazy. Is it Daniel Jones? I feels. Yeah, yeah, that's right. it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But um, anyways, yeah, that movie is 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 fun, man. That's a cool. Each one of them is like its own monster too. Like at first, they are about street racing with a little bit of crime. Second one, street racing, a little bit of crime. Third one, it's about again. They're all the first three are about the cars. Four is where it kind of shifts it starts to be about more about their lives and the increasing stakes and you know all these like crazy crimes and then you bring the rock in and give the series new life all together in 5 and now we've got something that'll probably be around longer than we will. <laughs> I remember I used to go to CES
1: in Las Vegas with my old job, and I was walking the show floor in what had to have been like 2010 or 2011 when The Rock was first introduced into the franchise, and I, I stopped cold at a booth that was showing the trailer that hadn't shown anywhere else, and I saw it was Fast and Furious, so I just stopped and were watching, and when they introduced The Rock, I literally yell a, let out a scream. I was like, oh my god! And people were looking around like, what is this dude freaking out about? I'm like, The Rock is in infa- Fast and Furious. What are
0: you guys so calm about? Yeah. It's The Rock.
1: You should all be losing your yeah. ish right now. There was that whole line about whatever you do, don't let them get in a car. You know?
0: Yeah. I was
1: like, I am in. Can I see this right now, please? Yeah,
0: that's, that's, <laughs> that's has that a, there's no way that's ever happened. A franchise that has made less and less money with every film, the fifth one completely reignites everything well because nobody gives it a chance that long yeah vin diesel is like the pro at
1: milking a franchise like anything
0: he's in there's nine chronicles of riddick movies i'm pretty sure (laughs) i'd watch them all too yeah they just released triple x 11 (laughs) no (laughs) there's wouldn't
1: that just be super bowl 30
0: (laughs) (laughs) riddick 30 exactly yeah yeah they could have found a better title for those those triple x movies um yeah. I mean, Hobbs and Shaw was great. I liked it a lot. I liked it enough to see it a second time with a friend that wanted to see it. And I in no way regretted it. It was just as good the second time around. You pick up on other things when you do those second and third viewings. Yeah. You're looking at different parts
1: of the screen. and Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I want to touch on one more uh, current movie and then we'll switch over to a different subject here. Um it's this is a I don't know if I made it clear up top. This is a political podcast. So, we've talked a little <laughs> bit about movies to the, this point, but from here on out, it's going to be mostly foreign policy and um extradition and things like that. That's so, That's a but, hard shift. Yeah. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Where are my notes.
0: Yeah, this is how I got you in the chair. Is I tricked you into thinking this is going to be about movies. The rest is about to go downhill, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, the last thing I want to touch on The live action Lion King movie is still in theaters, in some theaters, most of them it's not. But um, how do you feel about this one? Did you see it, first of all? I didn't. You didn't see it. Okay, so how do you feel about this live action Disney renaissance that we're living in the middle of? I am a bit disinterested. Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't really care to see aladdin i don't really care to see okay. lion king at the theater i will definitely check them out when they go to video right like i think aladdin is almost available on uh, digital right i'll probably check it out i'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they did i really liked maleficent maleficent was great but that was like a departure it was it wasn't just a retelling in line. Right. Action. yeah I, I don't know. I grew up on these Disney movies back when they used to have singing and, and songs, even right. though I didn't care for it all that much. Right. I love those. The old clamshell VHS. That, right. that was part of my so childhood. So the original
0: Aladdin, Lion King, yeah. you're into those. Loved them. But these live action ones just haven't got you excited.
1: Yeah, and and not excited or disinterested is the word. I yeah. I don't like to harsh on anything. I'm not going to say it ruins my childhood or this is no, stupid. That's, yeah, that's uh, first of
0: all, there's no benefit to saying no, something like that. I don't you understand don't win, those comments. Nobody's going to give you a prize or a check for being right about that ruining your childhood. People are really quick to jump to that, but um, it's people who don't create things that right. would say stuff like that's that. That's very that's all, very true. All
1: those people that are employed so to make work the lion king. Into it. I mean, that's, that's millions and millions and millions of dollars. 100%. And, and who knows how many kids, families, went and saw it, and yeah. the kids then wanted to go back and, and rewatch or watch for the first time the original cartoon. Right. I'm sure it led to sales of those original movies. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a smart move. It's, it is I mean, a smart move. Go after it. Do it. So I have, I think it's some sort of unidentified disease, but <laughs> when I see something I like that's not live action, I want it in live action. Nothing really? is sacred. If I I watch an anime that I like, I watched Cowboy Bebop, loved it. I heard they're doing a Netflix live action mm-hmm. version, and I'm so excited. Partially because I saw the casting calls for it, and they're actually pretty accurate, and they're not oh, yeah? gonna, they're not going to whitewash this thing. But um, I just want everything in live action. Like the Princess Mononoke is a much beloved film, sacred film to some people, and those Miyazaki films in general. People oh, yeah. are obsessed with. And I've only seen that one, Princess Mononoke. The visuals are really cool for a cartoon. I want it in live action. I want to see a 15-foot-tall boar attacking a group of people in live action. So yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Nothing is I love this live action adaptation stuff. And so far I think there's definitely been more hits and misses. Um mm-hmm. as someone that I'm intrigued now because I've I've seen them all. As someone that hasn't seen, let's say, Aladdin, what do you think... Give me a review, having never seen it. What do you think your review of that would be, knowing full well you could be completely wrong?
1: <laughs> it's tricky. I guess it would depend on on had you seen the cartoon.
0: Right, so you've if seen just, the cartoon. Yeah, sure, you're, you're many you. times. What do, you, like, what do you think about this movie, having not seen it? I guess maybe a better way to put it is... Maybe why didn't you rush out to see it in theaters?
1: Well, it's funny is I love the cartoon. I love Will Smith. I mean, pretty much anything he's in, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Just has such a good, strong presence on screen. And Robin Williams as the genie when I was a kid was, was magic. Oh my God.
0: You know, and I greatest performances in the history of movies. Oh,
1: I, I love the, uh, this is a tangent again, but I, I love the story that like he went into the recording booth and recorded and they had to back, go back and redraw half the film because he ad libbed stuff that was a hundred times better than what they had written. Yep. And it was worth it for them to go spend the money to go back and do that. I don't think Will Smith could ever compare to that, even though he's extremely talented. He's not Robin Williams. Right. But I'd love to see his take on it. I just don't like I have to debate one, my money. Right. But two, which is more important, is my time now. Right. Do I want to drive to the theater where I want to give them my money and give two to two and a half hours? Right. Plus popcorn and soda.
0: For no Robert Williams. Or, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> or I could sit at home and I could rewatch a movie I love or fire something up on Apple TV. Right. Going back to our video store discussion, my uh, my gauge, my parameters are very different now than they were when I was little. When I was at first driving at 16, oh, we were at the theater every freaking Friday or Saturday. We were seeing the new movie, whatever it was, it didn't matter, or watching something we had already seen three times because they didn't put out as many movies back, you right. know, way back when, right, when I was right. 16. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just uh, I have to debate my time and my money. And yeah. I just didn't feel like the, those movies, Lion King and Aladdin, were enough to get me out of the house
0: to go do it. Right. That's understandable. Yeah. You made the wrong choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's the right choice, and there's what you did. <laughs> so I'm no. I just want to say Aladdin was phenomenal. Hmm. It was awesome, and I'm really excited for you to watch it whenever you do. Good, um, because it was great. It, it didn't leave you um, mis wishing that Robin Williams had been there. Although that's always on the table and on any project. Was I think. it shot for shot? Or um, enough of a departure? Enough enough for me. Everyone's okay. different. Um, I expected shot for shot. A live-action remake, I expect to be a shot for shot with a couple changes that are that you just can't do the same thing because it's not a cartoon anymore. Yeah. Um, Aladdin was 85% shot for shot, potentially, but maybe less than that. It was great. Will Smith was awesome as the Good. genie. So you will not be disappointed there. Um, and the, once you get into the tone of the movie, the beginning was a new twist, which is nice. Ah. Once you get into the tone of the movie and you just kind of like, you because you see live action and you don't think of a kid's film immediately, even though you know it's Aladdin, when you get into it and things start rolling and stuff after kind of that first iconic Aladdin chase through the streets by the Imperial guard scene, it, it's just phenomenal. The act, the performances were great. It was so much fun. The songs were awesome. I left oh, out. so they did the full musical portions as well. They even managed to add a song that fit and didn't suck, oh. which they failed at in Lion King. Spoiler alert: There's an extra song in the live action Lion King from Beyonce. It's not good, in my opinion. Wow, it's, it's terrible. But um, I like I, this, the live action Disney thing is exciting for me because, like I said, I've got that disease to where I want to see everything in live action, and Lion King. I was so excited for it because it's my favorite of the classic animated Disney films and it's not that close of a race. I love The Lion King. And I left the theater and thought to myself, "Yep, that was The Lion King." It didn't it didn't do anything special or different. It was, you know, it was good. It wasn't it was by no means a bad film, but it just it, I think what it was is you've got cartoons in the movie, in the original, doing all these crazy um, hand motions and body language and emoting on their face in a her, like really exaggerated way, you can't do that with real animals. It's it's unless you wanted to go a more cartoony type of right. 3D live action route, you cannot do that, and so. That's where you learn, like, okay, there was... Apparently, there's a lot of value in that. That is not in this one. And it feels like it's missing something. It feels like, awesome, that's the Lion King, and they did a great job. But there's something missing, and I think that was it. I'm guessing the akuna Matata uh,
1: number probably didn't land real well without all the animation of the characters then.
0: Yeah, that one... That one did okay. Yeah. Um, I would say they completely butchered one of my favorite songs to sing though. I love singing along with some of these old classic songs. And the scars be prepared. Ah. That fell flat on its face. Ah. Yeah. That was they they chickened out on that one. Did Jeremy Irons come back to do the voice again? I think so. Yeah, cuz James Earl Jones was back and I
1: love the fact that they tied the old yeah. with the new. I thought that was fun.
0: But um I will say that Zazu being played by John Oliver was awesome. He Ooh. did a great job in my opinion. And then Timon and Puma were great. Seth really Rogan was Pumbaa. He was awesome. and um, That makes sense. Yeah, and Timon was really good, too. He was played by, um, oh, I feel bad, uh, Billy Eichner, um, oh. who's a really, really, really funny guy. He is. And perfect for Timon. Did he go on some rants? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tim, Timon rants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, it is perfect. He does. And then um, some of their dialogues not shot for shot from the movie, and they let them kind of do their own thing, and it, was, it worked really well. But, um, yeah, anyway, so... That's my take on some of the Disney live action. I am excited for some of the future ones. I think visually um, the one I cannot wait for is Atlantis. Oh, if we get that far along past the normal classics into the kind of second wave, if we get to a live action Disney's Atlantis, now we're talking. Actually, that one makes a lot more sense than a lot of the other choices. I think so. I think that would be visually stunning. Yeah. And you know the characters would translate well. They're human characters, hmm. which helps. And um, but now that we're going to what Little Mermaid? Uh, yeah, Little Mermaid's coming. Mulan. I'm a little nervous about. Uh-huh. There hasn't been much footage released yet, but um, yeah, the, I I'm personally a big fan of this live action <laughs> renaissance. Um, but at least they got Ming Na Wen, which yeah, oof, she's great. She's amazing, and seems to never age, which yeah. is which is also amazing. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going to switch over. We're going to try something different. I want to know, what would you consider one of your biggest guilty pleasure movies? We touched on the Fast and Furious franchise, and I think that counts a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I think specifically just what most people think of Tokyo Drift. But give me something that you just love, most people don't, and you don't care what anyone else thinks. You're going to watch that movie over and over. I mean, absolutely, the answer to this
1: every time is Tokyo Drift for me. And I joke about this when we record other podcasts. Like, that is my answer for things when I don't have an answer, <laughs> just because it's funny. I one time used it for five straight answers in a live podcast. Uh,
0: Tokyo Drift.
1: Yeah, I, was like, I was like, hey, y'all ever heard of a little film called Tokyo Drift? After I just mentioned it four times. <laughs> um, but I, over the years, I've watched... Countless movies. Like at one point, I went into Netflix and tried to to using their algorithm uh, to make it do its best work by rating all the films that I had seen. I spent like four hours and had barely scraped the surface. Like I I used to work at video stores, I would just bring stacks of movies home and watch anything. Right. Um, But anyway, to answer your question, uh, even though I said earlier I don't like horror films, I was very surprised by. And although I haven't watched them multiple times, really enjoyed the Saw movies. Okay. I There is a story there that anyone who's only seen a couple of them will never understand. Right. But if you watch them all, these movies are intricately woven together to tell an overall story out of timeline. Okay. Much like the Fast and Furious franchise. Yep. And, and they're in their like their own environments. You don't know what's going on everywhere else. But they eventually in the movies, they show you how it all ties together. Yeah. And if if you could do like a super cut of the overall story, I think most people would be like, oh, there's a lot more to those movies than I expected. Yeah. I think I've seen them all once and a couple of them twice. Okay. But once I once I saw that storyline, I was like, oh, my God. This no is pun
0: intended. No, saw that storyline. Uh, like
1: no one's talking about this. Yeah. I have never heard anybody say, Saul tells a great story story i may be
0: the oddball here but i don't think most people have given a chance i I think you're right about the second point i think most people just dismiss it as a gore movie yeah you know just kind of shock and awe type of thing for me i'm i'm in the crowd that doesn't understand what you're alluding to because i didn't give the later ones a chance i watched the first one and um not being excited about horror in general left feeling a little bit more impressed with it than i thought i would just because it's really visceral and it's so relatable, right? You you can put yourself in those shoes as they want you to, and imagine how horrible it would be. And um, and then the performances are solid, so I thought it was pretty good. But the I've I've heard people talk about this this crazy story on. You have heard others. I've, I've heard okay. uh, a podcast mention like literally in super brief in half a sentence. Like apparently, the creator of these has some wonderful like great outline or like some big plan, but nobody knows what it is like just the throwaway comment yeah, and so until hearing you bring it up that 's all I had heard on that um that's intriguing though that's a that's a good answer. I think most people have gave up on that franchise early on i'll admit there's a lot of scenes i don't like. The over-the-top
1: gore and there's a lot of it in those. Yeah. I look away at a lot of those. Yeah, uh, but like I watched the first couple and was like, I think I might be done with this. I just right. wanted to see what the hubbub was about. But then Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park was in the third or fourth one. Oh, okay. very You're small a big part. Lincoln Park, fan, so. Lincoln Park is man. That's my band. Yep, that yep. will always be my band. And so I had to see what Chester did. Not the best actor in the world. Yep. But I liked that he was in it. It was fun. And that brought me back to the franchise, which, you know, that's what they're doing with Fast and Furious, too, with us bringing some other people and yep. see if we can bring in audiences. And they really do a good job with it. Yeah, that keeps it fresh, too, to have these different yeah different faces in there. That's a good answer. And I think uh, it's to add to that, not about Saul, but it's I guess it's not a guilty pleasure because most people enjoy it. But I cannot stop watching The Matrix. Yeah. I know a lot of people liked it, but I have seen it at least 150 times.
0: Can you imagine the Will Smith matrix that we almost got? Right. You know that story. I I'm know sure. that story. Right. Yep. So according to him, so for some of, if you don't know, Will Smith was originally offered the role of Neo, uh-huh. which was taken by um, the, the legend Keanu Reeves. So the ageless one. Exactly. He, thank God that role went to him, but it was originally offered to Will Smith. Apparently, according to him, um there's a video about it on his YouTube channel if you want to check it out. The pitch was horrible. They came in and this idea sounded crazy and like they didn't they didn't sell it very well to him at all. And um so he was like, I don't know, I'm going to go make Wild Wild West instead. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> there we go nicely. I like that movie. I like Wild Wild West. This was not going to be my answer. This is, yeah. I didn't plan this at all. I have a lot of guilty pleasure movies because I judge movies based solely on how I feel about them. And, you know, it's a lot of a lot of movies. I like other people are like, why do you like that? And I'm like, yeah, it's fun. You know, I'm into it. Wild Wild West is one of them. I I was at the perfect age when that movie came out. The toys were at Burger King. I was, (laughs) you know, the, the the giant spider monster and like the the crazy awesome like turn of the century future technology the steampunk aspect of it like which that's i think that's an underutilized um trope is steampunk aesthetic in general i think there's more out there for the future that we can do with that but um mortal engines was was a pretty cool use oh, of like kind of a steampunk aesthetic there was some fun elements to that one yeah that that i i enjoyed that movie a lot um but yeah wild wild west would be one good answer for me um, it's hard to think of something as a guilty pleasure like I would say Tank Girl. Oh, but people Lori like Petty that movie, right? Yeah. Like people don't a remake that movie. That. The remake remaking Tank Girl? I just Girl? read that they're they're trying to make a new movie out of that. This is breaking news, ladies you and gentlemen. You didn't have any clue? I was not aware that they were yeah. remaking Tank Girl.
1: I don't know if they have an actress associated with it already, but I remember when I first heard it, within the last month, I read it somewhere, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting... I think it would actually perform a lot better than the Lori Petty one did in the, what, mid to late
0: 90s? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I'm excited. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah. The original tank, the the Lori Petty tanker. That movie, I love. It's it's, it's awesome. Crazy. It's completely ridiculous. Um, there's kangaroo people and you know machines that suck all the water out of you right away, and it's wonderful. Um, yeah, I could I could I could go on about guilty guilty pleasure movies for a long time. Oh, because, there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those for me that uh, that I just love to watch.
1: There's, again, not not one that people disliked. What I think is the best movie of all time. We have a rule at our house where if it's on, you leave it on, you set the remote down, you finish it. <laughs> Shawshank
0: Redemption. Oh, okay. I have also seen that over 150 times. 150 at, times? At least. I was going to ask you... Uh, Later on, what movie you think you've seen the most? Oh, it's either Shawshank or The Matrix, easily. Yeah, that's an easy one. Even though I grew up on Back to the
1: Future and Ghostbusters, and I've seen those multiple times, there's something about those two films. I remember... I remember going to the theater, again, another tangent, sorry. I remember no, going to the theater is, uh, in yeah.
0: 94, You're or trying to put off the political conversation. Yes. That's what these tangents are all I'm about. I'm preparing notes at the same time, and uh, I'm doing a little research right. on my phone. Yeah, your multitasking is impressing me. But I went to the theater
1: uh, in the little podunk town in Texas where I went to college, and it was literally a four-screen theater. That was it. And all the screens were very small. Yeah. And it was Natural Born Killers. Okay. I love the actor Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's uh, great. Movie was crap as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I watched it once and hated it. In the other screen, one of the other four was Shawshank Redemption. I thought it was a foreign film, so I passed up on it. Never saw Whoa. it in the theater. I am still mad at myself to this day, but I watched it when it first came on on video, and I immediately rewound it, rewound it, and watched it again, and that just, I was sold. I was like, this is it. This is the best movie
0: ever made right here. I don't think it's going to get surpassed ever. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I think that I probably have a bad idea of what Shosh Redemption is. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. <gasps> well, then I overhyped it already. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I still want to watch it. It's something it's not it's by the time I didn't I didn't want to watch it when it came out. It was not on my radar. I don't think right. when it came out I was I was more interested in Charlie's Angels than <laughs> Shawshank Redemption That's at the a time. fun guilty pleasure. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, but yeah, I think I probably have a pretty inaccurate idea of what that movie is about. I'm absolutely sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Green Mile? Nope. Oh, another
1: fantastic film. Not nearly as good, but also based on a short story by Stephen King. Yeah. Both were. So favorite movie of all time, Shawshank oh, Redemption. Oh, hands down. No contest. I don't. Well, as a kid, it was Back to the Future. And, and I, I would have thought that have was no going to last forever. I have, I have no rebuttal. It's so good. <laughs> what are you on a court yeah. uh, on trial?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then I saw
1: Shawshank and I was like, oh,
0: wow. Like that's
1: awesome. It, I think the something I heard from my brother who was in film school was every frame of a film should uh, contribute to the ultimate story. Right. So when you're watching a movie and you're going along and you're like, oh, why did they put that tidbit in there? Oh, chances are that's going to tell us who the killer was or whatever at the end. Right. Right. Shawshank. Every frame you could you could freeze it right, and you could go that's one of the best things that's ever happened on a screen the acting, the cinematography, the ultimate storyline the i won't go on because I't end up spoiling for you yeah no that's that's uh, ex-
0: i'm excited I'll watch it soon, yeah, so we can talk about it, and um I can have my mind blown properly. put the phone down yep
1: lights I, oh, off. I i'm I'm
0: actually pretty good about that if i'm if good. I'm into a movie. I'm I'm watching the movie and if something comes up I'm pausing the movie because I I can't stand to miss plot points and oh. sentences and because the the very few times where I'll try to just get up and go grab something out of the kitchen I miss one sentence and I go back and I skip back and I have to watch it I I don't like missing missing parts of movies I don't um, know why what you were just saying but it reminded me of another guilty pleasure yeah oh brother where art thou that's a good one. God. Dapper Dan Man. Yes. Yeah. This place is somewhat of a geographical oddity. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks from everywhere. That movie is a technological and technologically important movie. It's the yep. first time they digitally recolored a movie, right? Or something like that? There were if I remember right from the uh the
1: director's commentary and stuff, there were actually two different versions one done digitally one they actually dipped the reels of the film that went to certain theaters in gold really to give it that gold hue that I've never heard. I wish I had seen that in a like a 70 millimeter format. I think that would be amazing that in that gold. I, I'm i pretty sure that's the way I remember it. Uh, I remember hearing it. But I, that was another movie where I watched it on like a Friday night with my brother starting at like 11 p.m. Normally you'd be getting kind of sleepy towards the end. I started it over and watched it again immediately. Wow. Yeah. I think I was up to like two or three in the morning that night watching that movie. And I was just the whole time jaw dropped. I'm like, this is and the music. I don't even like country or like swing or whatever you would call that style. And I'm
0: like, man, of constant
1: sorrow. Come on. That is that's that's (laughs) my jam. I love that.
0: That's awesome. My favorite movie is kind of random because if I made if I made you like a top 10 list of my movies, nine of the 10 would be, you know, Avatar, Star Wars, Harry Potter, just these big sci-fi CGI heavy blockbusters that make my imagination run wild and make me happy. What? My favorite movie of all time: Eddie Murphy, nineteen eighty-four, Beverly uh, Hills Cop. Yep, you're I right. I was either you're gonna go there or Trading Places. Yep, yep. Beverly Hills Cop, my favorite movie of all time. I can watch that movie ten times in a day. I mean, that it's just such good music. It's so good. The music's incredible. Tina Turner wasn't the, that a
1: big part of the. I think she had one of the big songs on there.
0: Oh yeah, 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 for sure. The, um, I mean the 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 main like theme song, yeah, do 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 oh. do do, like just so iconic. Oh, it's incredible. And then, um, one of my favorite things about that movie, the reason I think I love that movie so much, is because Eddie Murphy just does his thing, and he does whenever he needs to accomplish something as a detective, he puts on these little characters to achieve it, and it's just it's the best. I just love it. Like he just, he just comes up with this super clever instant disguise out of his head and just like rolls with it to get, to accomplish these things. And I just, it's so much fun when he goes to the, um, like the men's club to look for Victor Maitland. Yes. And he's (laughs) the guys like looks at him and sees him in his jeans and cut off sweatshirt or, you know, rolled up sleeves and stuff. And just, what are you doing here in this place, you know? And he's just puts, he he looks at the guy, changes his posture, and just goes, hi, I'm looking for a dark-skinned Capricorn. Or he's like, I'm looking for Victor Maitland. You know, dark-skinned Capricorn Victor? And the guy's like, <laughs> are oh. you sure it's Mr. Maitland, you? And the whole thing, <laughs> I could reenact it all. I'm going to save you guys time and... Just go watch it on your own. Uh, pain. Yeah, watch the real one. It's better than me. I love that movie so much. And the, I found that movie um at a gas station uh that i used to live near we used to ride our bikes down when we were kids to this gas station had just a handful of movies you could rent and that was one of them and i checked it out and i was just hooked just eddie murphy and wow. his prime is everything for me. he's just the best that's good you you could see something that was i guess would be considered a classic to you like i saw it as a
1: kid when it had been out just a few years but yeah, yeah. it had been out a good number of years by the time you saw it
0: yeah yeah, yeah. It, pre- it preceded me by two years <laughs> your birth yeah, <laughs> yeah gotcha yeah but um that movie's wonderful the sequels are great the second one's really good the third one is not as strong as the first two but i still really love it and um yeah, so somehow this shifted to a favorite movies conversation, and now you guys know what mine is. And I think to your point, you you said earlier about Shawshank, nothing will ever surpass it. Yeah, I say I, that's how I feel about Beverly Hills Cop. Now, is that that obviously can't be a true fact? Someone could make the most perfect movie of oh. all time for me. But I think it's a stubborn decision for me, where it's just like I just can't, I can't take it off the top of the mountain now. Like, I could see something... Like, Black Panther was an incredible movie. so good. And it's my favorite comic book character, and I love that movie. But, you know, Beverly Hills Cop is just enshrined at the top of my list, and no one's knocking it down. I'm open-minded enough to think that there could be a film down
1: the road that could either come close to rivaling it. Or who knows? Maybe somebody does something just completely different, yeah. new. Some actor comes along that just really
0: grab tugs at the heartstrings or Guardians whatever. of the Galaxy did that a little bit for me. I, I hadn't seen anything uh, like that before. All the it Marvel just movies. Left me feeling so good when I left that theater. Endgame.
1: God endgame Ugh. got me so many times yeah, in the emotions. But they were still flashes overall compared to the
0: consistent amazingness That Shawshank was for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Who knows? Maybe one day. Um, So I've got a movie shelf over here in the podcast studio that we're looking at, and it has a bunch of awesome movies on it. What we're going to do next is at random pick one of these movies, and we're going to do our best to give it an unnecessary sequel, because there's nothing people love than sequels to movies That they already love and don't ever want a sequel to. (laughs) Wait, can I say first
1: here, we're looking at, uh, this is one of those standard DVD shelves that pretty much everyone has owned at some point. That's got like five shelves tall, 15 to 20 movies across each shelf. And I think I can say without a doubt, I have seen every single thing. You've
0: seen every single one of my
1: movies. That you have up there. On this one shelf. On that one shelf with the exception of the TMNT box set in the bottom right hand corner there.
0: I think I've seen every single movie on there. I'm trying to see if there's maybe one. To be fair, the TMNT box set that he's talking about has the original first three live action ones. And it has the fourth one, which was the CGI attempt in the late 2000s, maybe early 2010s. I have never seen the CGI one in that box set either. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So if you've seen the live action Turtles movies, then you're we're on the same level still.
1: I'm amazed you actually have Tank Girl on Blu-ray. Oh, I absolutely. just saw that. What's yeah. to the
0: left? Is that Madagascar? No. No, that's Journey 2. <laughs> I actually saw that. That's <laughs> Which, the one with the rock, right? That's the one with the yeah, rock. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's it's a it's a silly I think that was like $4 at Best Buy. So I was like, "Yeah, okay." Yep. I've yeah. seen
1: every single movie you got there.
0: Yeah. I um Let's so pick, when, yeah, let's pick a classic. Unnecessary. Yeah, what doesn't? What do you see that doesn't sequel. need a sequel? And we'll give it a sequel. You know, a lot of
1: people, especially those that comment on the internet when they really don't even have the IQ to type correctly, uh, would say the don't ever uh, reboot anything. Uh, there's a lot on there that could reboot or get a nice sequel to and still be fun. It doesn't detract from the original. I agree. But what is what in there is just. It wrapped up its own story so well, you couldn't imagine there being a sequel. Cowboys and Aliens. Oof. I'm just kidding. You could easily make
0: a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's another one I enjoyed yeah. uh, more than most people, I think. I, I liked it, too. I mean, I bought it, so clearly I didn't hate it. I think the cast did have the lifting on that one for me. It's just an awesome cast. I love Olivia Wilde. Um, I like Daniel Craig. And Jon Favreau directed it, and I think he is incredible. He does such amazing work. He's got such a good beat on just being a person. Like the dialogue in his films is is realistic, and you know, and I appreciate that. I don't, I don't, I don't like cinematic dialogue. I like re- what would someone really say in a situation, unless you're The Rock, then you can say whatever you want. This is way tougher than I would have thought, but I it think is. yeah, we I'm should go. A, I should have picked a movie ahead of time. But no, no.
1: No, this is fun because I'm looking through all these and I'm thinking like, oh, that doesn't need a sequel. But they actually did a sequel like Anchorman that I would mm. rather erase from <laughs> existence, which is rare. That could be not. a whole another segment erasing sequels. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, I'm normally not very critical, but I was no. just really
0: let down by that. Yeah, I think that one, How it was an expectations thing. The first one was so good and beloved that you go into that one expecting the same ride and it's just impossible to deliver. Wow, this is tough. This is really tough. Here we go. I got one. I got one, and I'm excited to see. You're going to help me work this okay, out. all right. All You're right. my co-writer. Okay, we've been tasked with coming up with a brilliant script and sequel to Gladiator. I looked at that and thought about that. Well, I've, I've thought about most Russell of the ones Crow's on the shelf. The Gladiator, or just Gladiator. Uh, amazing
1: film, by the way. Right. Uh, amazing film. audio test. If you ever buy a surround sound
0: system, that initial battle... Oh yeah, and when the arrows are yep. coming
1: over, oh, yep.
0: just yep, just so good. Yeah, yeah. So that one, how do you make a sequel? Let's make. What would, we're Hollywood bigwigs. We're executives. We can get away with anything. We get the last word. What we say goes, just like real life.
1: Well, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Gladiator, you should probably go see it because we're about to give away some key elements. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, it's tough because your lead guy's dead. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> he's out. He's done. He's toast. Yep. There's no way to go back and tell a middle story because we saw <laughs> everything about this guy. Uh, the, this is the, this, it's the perfect choice, then the bad guy's dead. The bad guy's dead. So we're left with what his uh, his nephew. Was that his nephew in the film? His nephew. Yeah. 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 Who? Um, all right. He was also the little kid, I believe, in
0: Unbreakable
1: that went on to be in Glass as an adult. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's the same kid. Yep. yep. Uh, not so a great actor, so as far but as, okay. So as far as
0: kin go, it's
1: just him, right? It's just that kid? Um, mom was dead. His, his wife was dead. His own kids were dead. Yep. Oh, what about... Um, it's like a oh, Disney movie. The great actor... Uh, the African American dude who was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. I was gonna suggest this, yeah. Juman
0: Hansu. Juman
1: Juman yes. Hansu. We follow him instead. Yes, for the sequel. He was a really interesting character in yeah. that film, and remember? I felt like so there was I... a backstory to him. Yeah, did he talk about his family? I think he I talked about maybe. his family in there
0: a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Um, where did we leave him off? I I also I haven't seen this in a bit, so I might. He was part of the crew
1: Uh that uh, that that Maximus brought together in the arena, and normally those guys would run all over and fight. But he organized them as the true uh, the true leader that he was. He brought them together, made them form a circle. If you went outside the circle, chances are you weren't going to survive. And the one dude had to challenge it, and he died. Right, you know, random extra number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But there was like the big white uh super muscle buildy guy. Yeah. And there was Juman Hunzu yep. and then Gladiator and then all the other extras, you know. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like there was there was something to that guy. He and was like, awesome. He had to have taken away from the events of Gladiator
0: the story that he could continue to tell on to everyone else Absolutely. about Maximus. Yeah. So maybe we follow him, maybe um his character becomes a teacher, a trainer of future gladiators. Oh. Telling these stories, oh, and stuff, kind of like in Spartacus. I don't know if any of you watched that, but there's the TV these, show. Like, yeah, the TV show. They've got these gladiator camps and they're training gladiators and stuff, and um, it's it's awesome. If you if you haven't seen it, it's it's definitely worth watching, at least the first couple seasons. But so maybe Jaman Hansu's character, whose name we should look up or yes. make up. Um, it was Jaman. Jamon, yeah, so Jamon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's convenient. Not Jamon G, yeah. not to be confused. Yeah, but um. so Jamon goes on to tell this story to future gladiators that he's training, okay? Now, we've got a gladiator coming up in the training program, ripped from his home as a child, put into this training program. Played by Michael B. Jordan. That was my next question. He's <laughs> our gladiator, and you got there. So we've got Michael B. Jordan... Probably no dots, no Eric Killmonger dots on his torso. I no, 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 no. Yeah, but still, it. just shredded, yeah, just so, ripped. So Michael B. Jordan, um, who I often get confused for in person, and um, <laughs> we've got—I see it now. Yeah, I, I didn't see it before, that's but I see what it now. Is. That's yeah, that's the familiar face I have. It's because I look like Michael B. Jordan. Um, so he's coming up, Michael B. Jordan, and he's got to train him. So I feel like you're you're gonna
1: get like a like a creed rocky vibe to this one. He's not gonna he's gonna be for for crap in his first fights. But yeah. Jamon finds him and, and pulls him up by the bootstraps and says, I see something in you. And then yeah. we go to full nineteen eighties montage with you know Oh training montage. Oh training montage. Oh, Absolutely. He's yeah. lifting weird weights on a on a pulley system. Yep. Weird uh, ancient
0: Roman Throwing weapons we've never yeah. seen before. Yeah, there, he's running up a hill with a log strap to his back. Absolutely. Yep. He's shooting a he's shooting a target off a horse with a bone arrow, even though that will never happen in the arena. Um, he's you got to be just prepared. Just in case. Yeah. Wax on, wax off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, does he have a love interest? Do we do we forego the love interest on this film? Well, something's got to motivate you yeah and either like in gladiator
1: it was it was just survival right a little bit Uh, of revenge but uh, i feel like michael
0: b jordan his his uh his lady what if he just loves it the fighting yeah what if his motivation is it's fun
1: that's Uh, not that doesn't
0: tell as good a story no it doesn't backed into a corner (laughs) no no his his uh that's a that's a side character that's one of his friends in the Gladiator school. He's there for fun. He volunteered. He loves it. <laughs> that guy dies. People don't take him seriously. Oh, he for sure That guy died die early because yeah. he oh. thinks he's Billy Badass and oh, it doesn't go so well for him. His eyes are bigger than his stomach. Absolutely. He, yeah. he charges a saber-toothed tiger. Oh, Lou Ferrigno? I can take him on. No, yeah, it didn't last it two seconds. Oh, no, yeah. that never works.
1: No, uh, Michael B. Jordan's uh, wife yep. uh, was taken
0: by uh, the enemy's royal family. There's another king. You know who could be behind this all? Who could be the other, like the ultimate ringleader on taking this? I'm guessing um, not Joaquin Phoenix. No, not Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to go Liam Neeson. Ooh. Ooh, he doesn't often play uh, the villain. He's, he's not the taker usually. <laughs> is my take on this? He's usually get your take on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not the
1: taker. No, I see what you did there, the, sir. He's
0: not the taker. He's the he's the get him taken backer. five takenist. Yeah, he's the awesome. get him backer, which they should have called that movie get, getting getting him back. Maybe taken was better, but getting Liam's groove back. <laughs> yeah. So so uh we got Liam Neeson's the ultimate. Big bad. Mm, that's good. He's orchestrated. But as with any good, well, not good. As with any sequel, you can't
1: just have the one bad guy, no. a la Spider Man. You got to have yeah. four, bad, four guys. bad guys. So maybe it's maybe it's Liam Neeson, and then his three. Uh, he's quadruplets. Oh, there's three other Liam Neesons there's, as well. There's
0: four Liam Neesons. Different levels of badness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is this is. Getting this is that's way better. I oh I I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah, who's who's okay? Let's again we're Hollywood executives. Which actor do we want to force into this film, and we will find them a role later. They just need to be in it. Ooh. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Irons, He's an easy fit, I think. Oh yeah. For this, yeah, you can. We can find him. One day recording. Yeah. one one day shooting yeah one day shows shoot. up puts down that that velvety voice of his oh my goodness yeah yeah that's Is an velvety easy one. the word for that? No. I mean velvety grizzled. Just, yeah. Yeah his voice isn't velvety but it's velvety as far as how smoothly it goes in your ear holes. Yeah. All yeah. oh, the ear easy the ear holes Um what if they what if we want Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt's hot right now. Oh, he could be the cocky guy who's just in it into, to fight. He could. He'd play that role well. Would he do a Would he do a British accent? Oh God, no! I've heard Boy, him do it. Have you heard him do a British accent? Yes, I've also heard him cover Eminem and do a really good job. I think he could do it. Yeah, I think that he's a confident guy. I think he takes on an accent, maybe not a British one per se, but an accent because he's, this is like ancient Rome we're talking about. So then, the line shouldn't well. they all have Italian accents or something? Anyways, I don't know. Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he starts with an accent but then somehow loses it throughout the film like Scarlet Witch and yeah. all the
0: Marvel films yeah Yeah exactly yeah yeah Absolutely Yeah so we've got Chris Pratt's the cocky mm-hmm. friend are they friends is he friends with this cocky Not guy? Not at first. Not at first. No, that's <laughs> At first, they butt heads. Yeah. But then they become friends, oh, and then Chris deep. Pratt
1: dies, which adds another level to the
0: hatred for Liam Neeson's characters. <laughs> Plural. For the Liam's Neesons. The li- yeah. <laughs> now you just sound like a character from Letterkenny. Yeah. <laughs> Liam's Neesons. So they, the Neesons belong to Liam. I likes my Liam Neesons. Yeah. Liam's Neesons. This is a good movie. I it's, mean, it's it's easy to understand how these all get made. Let's be honest, because we're hitting this out of the park right now. The, all these executives have this money but no time, and they just
1: want to make more money. So the only thing you have to really pitch to these these guys, yeah, I, I had to bite you, my tongue. You almost
0: said "gentleman," and then you did.
1: sure that's what I was going to say it was "gentleman." Uh, is is a, like a basic outline of a script, and then they need to see a poster.
0: They with big names
1: on there, yeah. so we've got. I mean, you, Jeremy Irons oh. is going to be like back off on the side. We've but done like,
0: too much work. At Jordan, this point. we've done way more work than we needed. Pratt, to. we have the poster. Liam four times. Four. Did li- we put his name on the poster four times? Absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then and then front and center. Well, yeah. no, he probably didn't get front and center because he's not
0: really a, a leading a man. But Juman Hinsu. Juman Hansu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he he led us here. He got us here. He did, but he's he's not. This is Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Film, Jordan gets film. the yep. yeah. Um, Which by the way is going to be in the next Matrix film. That I heard that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually excited for that man. I he's think like that, the go to dude. I'm just so I have this kind of this general confidence in Hollywood right now, and they're not letting me down very often. It, hmm. There seems to be a more consistent understanding of what's good and what people will tolerate and how far they can take things and i don't know it it seems like there's just less really terrible films and more safe okay films but that's that's where netflix plays while they
1: have some great stuff they have plenty of terrible stuff and i still enjoy that yeah i there's times i just need to see something new i don't really care if it's great or not the other day i watched uh on netflix a movie called time trap yeah that was uh, a guy trying a to Michael find his, Oh, God. Dump? There was nobody in this that I knew their name. At that a, all. Was that a Spike Lee joint? No, not even <laughs> close. It was like four blocks away from a, a Spike Lee joint <laughs> in, in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> but it was a time travel movie, and you had me.
0: I okay. won't go into all the
1: details. How was Check it? out Time Trap. How I was it? I enjoyed it because it was bad, okay, but because it turned out to be surprisingly good. Okay, and it cost them like a dollar fifty to make this. Clearly, <laughs> like, and that was that was the that was, was there the, CGI in it. Yes. How was it? Not horrible. Not horrible. That's I mean, good. circa nineteen ninety seven. Five I mean, that's solid. I did, a, did good work. Somebody had an old Mac laying around the house, so yeah. they're like, hey, uh, Bud, I know you're in college studying film. You got a few minutes? Yeah,
0: that's perfect. Yeah. Um, does our movie go to Net- Netflix or theaters? This oh, goes not to with theaters. these actors. B. Yeah, Come this is, on. Yeah, that's a stupid question. Michael B. Question. Jordan's an instant forty million yeah. opening weekend. I think I just got. I got just sent out of the meeting room. I think the executives. Yeah, you
1: didn't. You didn't say that out loud. No, no. junior executive level, right there. That's I best. mean Liam Neeson. Like, let's like, just tack on Michael B. Jordan's a forty million dollar opening weekend. Liam Neeson's worth a good cool, cool twenty.
0: Oh yeah, Pratt probably worth Pratt's another thirty. Another, he's a, he's he's Michael he's B. Jordan level. Somewhere in there, forty to sixty. I think. Pratt. Depends. Is this like Pratt with a couple pounds
1: on him, or like oh, no, Pratt this and is Guardians?
0: Fit Pratt. Oh, fit Pratt's forty. Fit 40 Pratt. 50. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we're using fit Pratt.
1: So we're one hundred and twenty, right there. Although,
0: in retrospect, it would be funnier for if we just is you just fat pudgy fat pudgy Pratt? Pratt, fat Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pratt. Sorry, Chris Pratt. No offense. Um, we've all been there. Yeah, I've been there. You haven't been there. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, this is this is this is one hundred and sixty million dollar opening weekend film. Bold statement. Yeah, I mean, it's You've got forty million from Michael B. Jordan guaranteed. Forty million from. Fit pratt guaranteed I think maybe a, a potentially sixty from him Ooh, twenty million let's say from Liam Neeson we're at a hundred to a hundred and twenty. Do you multiply that by four? Probably so' Is that 80? eighty million from we're,
1: we're, we're creeping up on two two hundred mil opening weekend. And all we have is a poster and an
0: outline. Exactly. At least that's how the executives must A little more detailed think. outline than I think they're used to for these kind of sequels. Oh, yeah. But we're saving time. We're saving yeah. time down the road. What do we call it? we got to put the put the bow on this this beautiful movie we've made. We can't just call it Gladiator 2. It's too easy. We can't call it Gladiators. I, bet I mean, That, we that could was my call next thought. <laughs> it's gonna... uh, we could call it um, Gladiator versus Predator and just add the Predator. <laughs>
1: At the end, everything an alien said, spaceship falls yeah, down into all this. Everything
0: we said about the plot is true, but also, uh, but also the predator. We could call uh, what else? Gladiator Squad. Oh no, I got it. The Gladiator. Oh, that's that's the most Hollywood answer. It's ever. a
1: non-reboot reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, the, what was the fourth Rambo movie called? Rambo. Rambo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good call. The Gladiator. Yeah. That's the most Hollywood We already had First answer.
1: Blood. We had yep. second
0: part two. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, like a Leonard part seven scenario. Are you yeah. familiar with that one? Leonard part seven? Yeah. No, I'm familiar with all the, there's like 19 Land Before Time movies. In
1: like 1992, uh, I, and I can't remember the plot of the movie, but uh, um, uh, crap, just blanked. Cosby, Bill Cosby yeah. played a superhero in a film that was called Leonard part seven. There were no one through sixes, but I worked at a video <laughs> store where everyone was convinced that one through six existed and wanted to battle me over it. <laughs> I know you have it behind the counter. I want to watch Leonard part one so I can understand this movie better. It doesn't exist.
0: <sighs> That's awesome. That's so funny. Was Bill Cosby in. OK, help me out. Is there a movie called Ghost with Bill Cosby in it? Ghost Dad, I think. Ghost Dad. Yeah. What's Ghost? Ghost with uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze. Okay, so I had this weird amalgamation of films in my mind for the longest time where the movie, I was like, oh yeah, Ghost with Bill Cosby. And then I pictured the Silence of the Lambs poster. (laughs) Oh my God. What is that? (laughs) What, how did my brain concoct that? That sounds more like Mothman prophecies with the poster you're thinking. That's the poster I'm talking about. Yeah. For some reason, I saw that poster and connected it to the movie that oh. Bill Cosby was in, and for sure that movie's called Ghost. You're
1: living in this twisted sequel world we've <laughs> created. That's I know, I know. that's a
0: weird combination. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Cosby. I think. I think that's probably good on Bill Cosby for the next twelve months. We've of already this mentioned podcast. him too much. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um. So yeah, the we Gladiator, the Gladiator, uh-huh. starring Michael B. Jordan. It's sold. Does he do an accent? We didn't cover that. I. I don't. I don't see Michael B. Jordan rocking an accent. I. I don't know. He did. No, I don't think so. Has he
1: ever in a film?
0: I mean, he's got to have a two If they're not all going to have period accurate accents, which they're not, then no. it doesn't matter. Somebody will just to throw it all off. Well, the tertiary characters have to. The Liam if Neeson you're not a big If you're not a big name. Yeah, Liam Neeson three. Who cares? Just about the, third, it? the one. third one. First, second, and fourth, no, but the third right. one, absolutely. Does Liam Neeson get paid four times his rate? I mean, that's up to him and his agent. Yeah, at I that guess that's point. not our fault. Fo- that's not our problem. It's not in our budget. Well, no, we're the writers. Yeah. Yeah. Or the executives, depending which part of the podcast you're referring back to. We'll just tell him he's playing one role and then the way we edit it, it'll look like four. That's true. We can change yeah. his color the color of his clothes and post. Yeah. That's a good... Wow. I feel accomplished. That was, that's good to get that done. I mean, you wake up and a lot of days you don't get a lot done. You go to bed and you're like, you know, today was fine. I didn't accomplish a lot. We did.
1: I'm going to be really pissed in three years when The Gladiator hits theaters with Sorry. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Somebody listened to this and stole it. <laughs> Chris Prass in there. By publishing
0: this podcast to Libsyn and SoundCloud,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are we are legally protecting this yes. idea.
0: Yes. Um that's a, that's a good disclaimer. I'm glad you threw that in there. Yeah, I'm a lawyer, also. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't you tell by all the jargon I used just then? Oh yeah, and your briefcase at the office and your suits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I always um, wore suits. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty obvious. But um, I don't know. This was fun. I, I had a good time. That was fun. Um, before we go, I want to know what you what's next on your radar. Like, what are you watching right now on TV that you're excited about? Oh, wow. And then maybe what movie are you most excited to see next?
1: These are are great questions. I am currently obsessed uh, with Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. I had I had only seen the first couple seasons I'm cranking through all of it I'm in season 7 right now That one's now. still ahead
0: of me at some point I'm going to work through it I've seen a handful of so random funny. episodes I loved those I'll watch it at some point
1: But my new favorite thing That I cannot oh, get enough of is Letterkenny
0: Oh Letterkenny that's not what
1: I thought you were going to say Funniest thing I have seen Probably since the first two seasons Of Arrested Development Really, It is so good In fact I, I there's five or six seasons Currently on Hulu that just came over They just put it on there and I watched seasons one through three. And then my wife happened to walk in as I was finishing an episode and started laughing at something. I was like, oh, you like this immediately started back over at one with her. So I've watched every episode twice already in the first two weeks. Wow! And me and another coworker who Wait, sits where across me—all
0: on Hulu. It's all on Hulu. Yeah, me
1: and a coworker that sits across from me—he's he, the one who introduced me to it—are just quoting every quotable line over <laughs> and over all day. And I just—all I do is think about the show, and I start laughing. Any time of the day, it That's is the happiest awesome. thing in my life right now. All right, it's so amazing.
0: If you're out there. Go watch Letterkenny. You must. Apparently it's hilarious. Absolutely so good. I'm and then what it, am man. I looking forward to? The next movie you're excited to really
1: excited to see. <sighs> I used to be able to answer this cold and I could tell you the date that it was coming out. I would always pay attention I'm the to same the same way, upcoming. but we are
0: in the movie dead zone time of year. It's a, it's a bad so time. So I think that's part of it. Is that the stuff that you probably know might know the date is pretty far off still. God, this is tough. Are you going to see the new Joker movie? Joaquin Phoenix
1: I I have decided I'm gonna see this at the theater I really like Joaquin Phoenix I do too as an actor I really do I Todd Phillips is hit or miss as a director, yep. but the fact that Scorsese and De Niro had a hand in getting this made, and De Niro is in the film,
0: yeah. uh, lends itself. And I've heard I've heard glowing reviews of it so far. Yeah, this is another Regal Unlimited decision for me. Yes, this podcast is sponsored by Regal Unlimited, whether or not they know it. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can knock a few bucks off my bill a month if you want. Oh, that's generous. Um, so the. Um, Easy decision with Regal Unlimited. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to skip this one, probably for that. If it wasn't for that, it'd be a tougher choice for me, but I think I'm going to give it a go. I simply don't want it to be spoiled. I want to go see it before anybody can tell me. Same. I'm like that with, like, oh every movie I'm excited to see, I'm there, like, Thursday or Friday, if I can be. But what I'm most excited about in the short term, huh. Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, good call. I love. I watched call.
1: the first Zombieland like three times in the last month because I've been showing it on one of the stations. Yeah. And uh, every t- that's another rule at the house is if Zombieland's on, remote down, remote finish the film. Throw your phone away in the it garbage can. It is so good. The, the rules,
0: the, the graphics they put on the screen. Oh, Woody Harrelson great. is a comedic genius. The Bill Murray oh. cameo is wonderful. Do you know the story behind that national treasure to break off on another tangent? No, that was not
1: originally supposed to be Bill Murray. Originally, it was supposed to be Matthew McConaughey. But at the last second, he had to back out of filming and they didn't have somebody to film in for that part to fill in for that part. Woody Harrelson knew um, Bill Murray enough that he had his phone number. Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. He fired his agent years ago. He has an answering machine I at his house, that. and he will either get back to you if he wants to or blow you off. That's how it <laughs> works with him. So Woody Harrelson picked the phone and actually got Bill Murray on the – or no, he left a message and uh-huh. said, Bill, we're doing this, and we'd love to – if you'd come in and film. I don't even know if Bill called him back. He just showed up. Oh, that's amazing. And they're like, let's go. And then they film
0: that, that brilliant scene where wow. he plays himself essentially. It was so, so wait, wait. Who called Matthew McConaughey then? And told him, we don't need you anymore. I No, I think he had
1: already bowed out. Oh, I, th- bowed I think out. there was okay. a reason
0: why he had to bow out, and that's why okay. they actually asked Bill Murray if he'd be a part of it. Okay. I can't remember where I heard that. I like to imagine that Bill Murray called Matthew McConaughey and told you're him, You're no like, longer needed. Don't, don't yeah. worry about it. And McConaughey, as any, any
1: respectful actor, would be like, I understand, I bow out. Or, yeah. if you're Matthew McConaughey, you probably would have been like, all right, all right, Be a lot like right. cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had the right line. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember where I heard that, and I may have gotten a little off on the details, but that was the that was the gist of it, and yeah. I think that's amazing. Every time I watch the film, I think about that. I'm like, what would that have been like if that was McConaughey?
0: wouldn't yeah. have been nearly as good. I love McConaughey, but. Oh, he's great, yeah. yeah. I think he would have been, maybe he'll be in this one. Ooh, that cool. would be pretty perfect. That would be
1: pretty if awesome. If he couldn't do the first so one, but he can do this. This one,
0: yeah. Um, you know who I'd love to see as a cameo in this one? It's an easy guess. But it's Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. Because he's poised to make a comeback. I think he has a Netflix special on the way. He's got a new Netflix movie on the way. I think they're getting pretty serious about Beverly Hills Cop Four. Oh yeah. Um so I'm all on board, obviously, for this Eddie Murphy That'd be comeback. Good. And that would be a really fun cameo to get himself in people's brains again. And hmm. um no no zombie joke, pun intended there. But um yeah, I'd be all about that. That'd be a good one because pe- people like Eddie Murphy. I mean, he, he makes people happy.
1: Oh, I, I I feel like we've been cheated for the last three decades.
0: Yeah, because Jim been... Carrey too. I'm glad. Oh. I'm happy that Jim Carrey is growing his beard and painting or whatever, and I hope he is <laughs> as happy as he seems to be. But if you want to come back and make some more wacky Jim Carrey movies, you're welcome to Ace Ventura. Well, yeah, three? we'll take sequels. We'll take originals. No preference. Whatever you want to do.
1: I would like to see in Zombieland Double Tap, Norman Reedus play a character who is only barely getting by in the apocalypse, like has no true skills.
0: (laughs) So no crossbow. Can't
1: quite, you know, like he just (laughs) cowers in fear at everything around him.
0: That would be so good. Yeah, like he's super sheepish, and he doesn't want to really kill any of the zombies, and like, if he doesn't have to... His, his name's like Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. If your name is Gerald, it's a super awesome, tough name, but not for this character. No, no. Um, that's hilarious. I would love to see that. <laughs>
1: I, I love when they do stuff like that that's more subtle, but yeah, it's it's still a shout-out.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, that's a great answer. I don't know if I have a better answer for you as far as what I'm excited about. Um that's yeah, it that was the one i zombie land double tap man That looks so good that's gonna be cool like i'm thinking like my brain first goes to like star wars and stuff but that's a little bit further out yeah. in the future from when we're recording this that's a no-brainer yeah that's obvious um, i saw the
1: second trailer for Zombieland double tap this morning and my first thought when i saw the date october 18th i actually know this one nice. i was like done done opening day yeah i'm there yep. button seat that's a good one early showing saturday morning so it's not all the kids and their cell phones. Morning. That's the way to do it, man. Pro tip right Oof. here for you. First of all, if you're in an area that has uh, anything like an Alamo draft house or one of these that I've have the those food. I've heard great. I've
0: never been. Well, oh. there's one right down the road from me that does what is that. They've got um, the cinnabar food. Yep.
1: Cinnabar's pretty good. Yeah. Any of the ones where they take out every other row and replace it with a bar table means no one's kicking
0: your seat. So there's, there's pro That's tip. That's true. Also, they, also serve alcohol. they serve alcohol, there's not screaming children or Keeps kids out. Or, yeah.
1: You go to the early show on Saturday or Sunday, most people aren't willing to go to a 10, 30,
0: or 11 a.m. showing, so the theater's usually pretty empty. Sunday night's good, too. If you want an empty oh, really? theater, Sunday night works Like Like late showing it. Sunday if, Yeah. If you go to like an 8 o'clock or later on a Sunday night, pretty safe. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. See, yeah. my trouble is... The popcorn and the soda are not optional, and I'm not putting down soda at 11 in the morning. No? I'm not not drinking a soda, eating popcorn for breakfast. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty breakfast, lunch, and dinner separated kind of person, although breakfast can absolutely be dinner. Could you show up at 11 a.m. and have
1: a meal, a burger or a pizza that's mm-hmm. offered at one of those, and then get your popcorn and your soda to go? I could
0: probably do that. There you go. That's a reasonable compromise. I mean, it's crazy yeah. expensive popcorn and soda to go, but, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, you do a, you, bro. Yeah, that's a treat. Um, yeah, that's a great answer. I think we'll end on that. I got, I got no I got no better answer than what's uh, come in short term that I'm more excited about. Actually, I will mention one more thing. I know you've been watching it. I've been watching it. The Righteous Gemstones oh. on HBO. That's that's a great I mean, that's wonderful
1: if okay, we have to take a minute to
0: to dissect this for
1: anybody who watched Vice Principals on HBO. Did you watch Vice Principals? I
0: missed Vice Principals. I watched Eastbound and Down. I didn't get to Vice Principals.
1: Go back and watch it. You can watch it right now. It's only two seasons. There was planned to be two seasons from the get-go. They never thought we'll continue this forever. Right. Danny McBride, yep, uh, Walton Goggins. Do you know who Walton Goggins I is? Love, I love Wally Goggins. He's, a, he's yeah. Already impressed. He's got a new show called The Unicorn that just yep. premiered this week, I looks think. That's funny. Yeah, I, I'm in. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, but those two are hysterical, and those two are also in The Righteous Gemstones. Yep. Although Walton Goggins doesn't come until episode three, I think. Uh, But I think what they've done without saying it is it's this. And and even the sister is also in Vice Principals. She's so funny. Oh, she's she's like that wacky off the rocker funny. Yeah. Uh, But I think what they did was take the same production staff. Directors, videographers, everything. And the same actors that did Vice Principals and just flip them over to Righteous Gemstones. So what I'm hoping is we've got like a Christopher Guest uh, type thing where it's gonna be the same people over and over again doing these different stories. Oh,
0: that'd be interesting. They that'd haven't be cool. Said it. I mean if you find that kind of chemistry it works. If you know that we'll still watch. I'm not gonna leave just because it's the same group of people.
1: And Danny McBride does not have to do anything any different. He's the same character in everything he's in and it works. Yep. Just keep doing it. He is wonderful. Except for Alien uh the last alien that's film. True. Yeah. Different character in that's that one. true. That movie was actually good. I liked it. I movie. was surprisingly yeah, good. That yeah. That was pretty good. But yeah, Righteous Gemstones is excellent. I highly recommend it. I think there's five or six episodes yep. already on HBO. Yep. It's one of those you have to wait week to week, but worth it. Yeah.
0: Cool. So um, awesome. Well, no time for um, any exit strategy talks or extradition or politics. Um, oh, we'll bummer. save that. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll have to save that for um, another time. Um, until then, uh, thank you for listening. This has been uh, the Movie Jungle Podcast. Solly, thanks for coming in. Nergy night. See you next time.